The episode you're about to listen to has lots and lots of harsh language, so listener discretion is advised. It's time for Trek Off. A two-handed Kirk punch to your nuts. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And this is take two. <laughs> we don't do a lot of take twos. We got we got into the show. Do you need me to move the mic over? I, I think it's better if you don't touch it. Okay. Oh, because I might be in the face with it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> so we, d- we don't restart. The- it doesn't happen very often that we start the show and then one of us says something and then has to stop the show and then restart and the show. And by one of us, we mean Justin. Yes. So so to paraphrase. To paraphrase. <laughs> to paraphrase. Oh, my. We, we, had, we had gotten into a disagreement about something. It was something. not a disagreement. Okay, fine. Except that we disagreed. And then. We didn't disagree. I don't and we're not disagreeing right now. No, we're not. <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait, now wait, we are. Now we disagree. <laughs> um, and so I was, I was like making light of it and you know, like jokey about it. And then I took it too far, and I like, yeah. And then, and then I said something, and then they looked at me like, like, whoa, whoa, dude, whoa, dude, 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 dude. And so dude. I had to, I we had to stop. <laughs> And then he was like, and we're not going to keep that. (laughs) So that is, uh, but what I was saying um, before I rudely stopped myself, which you guys will never hear what I was saying the first time. (laughs) No, Uh, but you and I don't get in like substantial, like disagreements about anything outside of like talking about Star Trek or about pop culture or movies or whatever. We don't like that doesn't happen a lot. Like we never get like in disagreements about anything having to do with like real life like us anything it's weird it's it's i don't there aren't a lot of people i would say in my life that whoops had to move like that i that is always true with but like you're one of those people it's like always true that that you and i can scream at each other <laughs> about ezri dax <laughs> <laughs> you know but like i was so i had a little mini crisis and mr a watched me as i had a mini crisis i was like Alexia is upset about something and I just go crazy like I'm gonna make you laugh even if I have to talk about my own urethra okay what, and what's so interesting is when you get like when you enter desperation mode uh, yeah I was panicked like it absolutely doesn't work I know <laughs> this will work it'll be okay it'll be totally <laughs> great I'll talk about something so inappropriate I'll make everything fine I was like I was like, like the seven-year-old who breaks the like the treasured mug and it's like We'll get some tape and some glue. <laughs> It'll be no, fine. no, no, no. That's not accurate. It's like that scenario. And yeah. then, oh, my God. Did you see yesterday? The sun, it was out. It was so bright. And then, then, then there was a rainbow. And then it rained. And then, yeah. and then there was some clouds. And I was a little bit like, whoa, clouds. And then, and then, and then, and then I saw a unicorn. And, and that, I was like, a unicorn? And that's when, and, that, and that's when you go, what happened to my mug? <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, dude. What I I have no response to. My that. favorite is I know you don't have any kids. But my favorite is when one of them, one of them comes home and it's like uh, it's like I had a good day at school. Nothing happened in gym class. <laughs> what happened in gym, so class? Happened in gym class? It was it wasn't really my fault. It was fine. What happened? And then you find out that yes, it was trouble. It was real trouble. And, and <laughs> like I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known. If you I, hadn't said anything. If you hadn't said anything, I would never would have occurred to me to ask about gym class today. Right. And that teacher didn't write a note or anything. But you're like, nothing happened. Nothing happened to gym class today at all. It's like that episode of Family Ties. Which one? The one where, you know, Elise's brother comes home to visit. Uh-huh. 
Uh huh. But it's Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah, and he's right? drink and he's drinking the he's drinking the cough syrup. No, the maraschino cherry juice. No. Where he's an alcoholic and and no. he can't make himself You're, stop. No, 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 no. This is the first time you ever see him. All right. Which is in season one when he's like on the run because he's taking like a moral stand at the like corporation oh, yeah? that he works at or whatever. And so like he has like some guy rolls up with you know government plates. So he's like, I'm gonna get some ice cream and like pieces out. And when the FBI is like talking to the Keatons and they're like, uh, no, no, we don't know where he is, which of course for the Keatons is huge. They're lying to the FBI. Yeah. And then of course Jennifer says, and we certainly weren't playing baseball with him earlier today. Take 45. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. <laughs> so in between her saying what she was just saying about Jennifer on Family Ties and now we've restarted the show like six times. <laughs> We had a <laughs> stop talking about Don't it. correct me on the mic, Mr. A. <laughs> I'm not stopping this time. Um <laughs> Wait, no, we should do We it couldn't again. hide we couldn't <laughs> no. We couldn't hide that cut, man. That cut no was just way. like it was awful. She's like, <laughs> it was she's like, like garish. She's like Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. Jennifer, Jennifer De- hi. hi. <laughs> um, oh, hey, what's up? Hi. Um, <laughs> what you need to do is play interlude music there <laughs> like for like a minute. <laughs> Let's go out to the lobby. <laughs> Let's go, go out, out to the, the lobby. lobby. <laughs> um so in about five minutes, after we address... Uh, Wait, didn't um, you do this before? <laughs> no, I didn't. That's what we cut. After Are we address... Sure? Yeah. Listen, if if we're not sure, we're sorry we're saying yes. it again. No, trust me. In, in about five minutes, after we address a glaring elephant in the room that is more disturbing than anything else that has happened tonight... Oh, Jesus. Which I've tried really? to address. Really? But you haven't... Hold on. Really? In five minutes. <laughs> in five, five minutes, minutes, we will be making the biggest uh, announcement in the history of Trek Off. And it's going to be huge. And you guys have a chance to be part of it. So, yeah, listen up. But first, mm. someone said these four words to me earlier tonight. And they need to be dealt with. <laughs> they need to be dealt with. They need with. to be dealt with harshly. Oh, 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 oh. Or okay. as harshly as I can, you know. So, first of all. I mean, let me just ask you this question before you begin. I spilled, I spilled pizza sauce on myself, like, earlier. <laughs> Just it's saying. really just a bad it's like a, there's something happening right now i know there's a vibe in this area spill, you know what's weird though so yesterday i woke up i the reason that the stairs are so clean is because when i walked up the stairs i was holding a cup of coffee and i just spilled it all over the stairs and all over the wall and then i went to the movie i saw Django unchained and i got like one of those freshetta pizzas that they serve and spilled it all over myself um and then the pizza thing and then the vodka thing. Uh, there's a heck. there's so, something is like, happening. Like I I have I have I have really and Mr. H just spilled. All oh my over god! Her. Did you actually? That's amazing. This, this has to stop. Something has to be done. Listen, I'm I'm not saying that there's a gypsy curse on me, <laughs> but but there might but, be but a gypsy. If curse I have a moment of perfect happiness, I might turn evil. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, speaking of evil, you said these four words Wait, to me. But before you before you feel the need, yeah, because you think somehow you're gonna open a can of whoop ass yeah do well it's, you, re- it's really more of a more of a like because i don't really have yeah, a whoop ass because because i really want to know if you have um if you have health insurance yes okay good. i have like a thimble of whoop ass <laughs> thimble. i have a thimble i'm really tough but it's like i'm gonna kick your ass <laughs> you better not mess with me don't mess with me i know karate <laughs> you gotta say kung fu i i know kung fu right but you guys say it you know how to say it I know Kung Fu. <laughs> no, but with the other voice. Same in... God, seriously. No. You used to act. I know Kung Fu. 
<laughs> so I, so uh, this is Keanu Reeves in the Matrix as interpreted by Bobby from Bobby's World. Yes. That is some acting perfection. Oscar me. Go ahead. What do you want to say before <laughs> I open up my thimble of whoop? That was I just th- I wanted to verify that you have health insurance before oh, you start this. I uh, so why So if you're ready, let's go. Let's go. Um you said to me, now I will I will grant you that first you said the words to me, you're not a big fan of the 1980s. But your follow-up statement I said you're really not. Your follow-up so, statement was semantics. Follow-up statement. Follow-up statement was you. They're four words. Oh, you, oh, you, you having trouble? Right. Hold okay, on. I said it before. Yeah. You. You <laughs> now hate eighties movies. <laughs> you don't like anyway. You thought you don't think I like eighties movies, and then we started talking about it, and you. I don't like the Dark Crystal. And then you right, named which is uh, like a classic fucking eighties movie. And then dude. you named Labyrinth, which I love, and Princess Bride, which I love, and War Games, which I love. So what 80s movies? And then you named a movie I've never heard of. Right, because you suck. And then I was like, I was like, I named a movie that you didn't know, but that you said you watched. Oh my God, I totally watched that shit as a kid. Slumber Party Massacre 2. Yeah. That movie specifically. I mean, it was Slumber Party Massacre some shit. So it might have been the first one, I guess, but I feel like I watched that shit. Oh, but the first one's just the guy with a drill. Dude, I'm just saying I watched a lot of cheesy 80s horror flicks. And I love them. As a them. child. And I love them, Do yeah. they count as 80s movies? Absolutely. And I've seen all of them. Yeah, but like there are other things like the dark fucking crystal. Okay, you, all right, I own all of the Elm Street and all of the Friday the 13th Elm movies. Good. Friday the 13th. Schlocky, but fun. They're terrible, but I mean, they're Elm fun. Elm Street's better than. Yes, by far. By far, by far. By far. To be clear. But, but Friday the 13th has its own special charm. It's, it, it, the best juice of marinara sauce. It's awesome. So, so moving on from that, bring it. Like, but what? you were just—I think you were like flabbergasted. Like, you did not believe me that I watched cheesy horror flicks as a child. You're like, your parents let you watch that shit as a kid. Okay, well, there's. And I'm that. like, um, yeah. You said when you were five. Yeah, absolutely. They I would, watched Nightmare on Elm Street as a young child. I watched Nightmare on Elm Street when I was like 11, no. because my babysitter showed it to me. No, we my, watched me and Susie. Like my sister Susie's like a year and a half older than me. Like we watched that shit together as like young, like five, like 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 yeah. like my child's age. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, All right, yeah. I turned out fine. What are you trying to say? I'm drinking. I'm, I'm I'm drinking and making a big face. And if this were a video podcast, it would be funny. But since it's not, gulp. Um. So bring it more. What's more? What what like other eighty eighties movies that you think I don't like? Like. I, I mean, that needs to be backed up because I love 80s movies. I love them. And love them? Many of them, yes, are my favorite. My favorite movies, most of them are from the 1980s. Yes. My favorite movies of all time, The Empire Strikes Back, Aliens, The Abyss, um, A Nightmare on Elm Street, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Most of the movies I'm going to name as my favorite movies were made in the 1980s. Okay, well, I give when I said Beastmaster, and you said that you that you liked Beastmaster, that that, that and actually, Beastmaster too, that did elevate you a little bit for me. I forget the subtitle. Is that like Beastmaster in New York or something? No, it's not. I, th- I think that's the plot, though. Like uh, that he comes to like <laughs> modern times. I mean, I like H- Highlander. I, I oh Highlander, man, the original shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've I've that was the stuff. Like the, these are my favorite movies. I mean, look around this room. Like most of the posters. Yeah, but like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Sure, and I love Breakfast it. Club. It's one of my favorites. And can quote it from like nearly beginning to end. Sixteen Candles. I, I Weird did, Science. I love it. I, I, Real Genius. You love it. I love Real Genius. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll file this under P for toy. 
Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. I just quoted it at you. I I'm love, aware. I love Real Genius. I think it's. <laughs> I like how you felt the need to say that you just quoted at me. Like I wouldn't fucking know. Because I, I was more saying it for the audience in case they didn't fucking know. Because oh. because I felt the need to prove to you because I was like I love Real Genius. You're like, you love Real Genius. Yeah. I do. I, mean, I do. <laughs> A laser to make popcorn. It's amazing. It's the best thing ever. It's so fun. I love Real Genius. I think it's Val Kilmer's like like best performance except for Tombstone. Oh yeah, it's he's really funny. Yeah, he's he's really, really funny. really funny in it. So bring it. You just named all of John Hughes movies. Of course, I like them. Sixteen Candles, not as much, but it's really good. Okay, it's- I just feel like there was we we had a conversation at some point, and we were talking, and I feel like you that m- may have been when your hate for The Dark Crystal came out, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong? With Did you? I not sit down with you like a phone and go look at all the amazing movies made in 1984? No, like my favorite movies of all time, all made in 1984. Okay. Like like Star Trek Two, I think is nineteen eighty four, um, or it was Star Trek Four was start nineteen eighty four. As was Nightmare on Elm Street. As was Ghostbusters. As was, like it's like there's but, a how about <clears throat> the Last Starfighter. The Last Starfighter is a pretty good movie. Really, just pretty good. I I that just fucking movie rocks, dude. But I can't say rocks as much as Aliens or rocks as much as Ghostbusters. It's pretty good. I have to I have to have a sliding scale. Like, not everything is a 10. In the 80s, it was. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing is better than anything else in the 80s. Beastmaster is as good as Ghostbusters. <laughs> okay, no, that's not true. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I this came up because I, I recently read um, a book that uh, I absolutely fell in love with. And um, the guy who wrote it is, um, he's my new best friend. Um, he doesn't actually uh, know me at all, to be clear. But he's totally my best friend. Um, and the What's his name? Hold on. Ernest Klein. Ernest Klein. <laughs> Sorry, my best friend. I love the Ernest movies made in the 1980s. No, his name is Ernest Klein, but he wrote I a like book. like movies with Kevin Klein made in the <laughs> 1980s. He wrote a book called Ready Player One, and it's like full of all kinds of 80s references. And I was like, oh my God, he's my best friend. This is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, Mr. A is like, you should go on his Facebook and like him and stuff like that. I was like, he knows we're best friends. Like, why do I have to do that? <laughs> We went out to lunch. I mean, hello. Do you, you, you see this reference he made here to this movie that is like my favorite? Peace Do was there. <laughs> Peace Do. Peace was, was there. there. He kept making Star Trek references. It was amazing. It was awesome. He told there are a lot of Star Trek references in Ready Star Trek One. came out in the 1980s. Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. 1980s. And there are a lot of references to it. Like there are a lot. To Star Trek: The Next Generation. No, there are a lot of Star Trek in general references in the in the book. Really? Yeah. Make it fucking so. <laughs> It's pretty much full of win. I mean, my best friend wrote it, so it would be. It would be. Well, <laughs> you might. I mean, you might be biased. I mean, because he's your best friend. Yeah, but 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 let's be clear. Just because somebody's my best friend doesn't mean I I don't know they're talented. Like, I can be objective. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, guess what? Guess what? Hey, Alexia. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me ask you something. Have mm-hmm. you enjoyed talking to me and to our listeners over the past like year and a half, whatever? Have you had a good time? Hmm. Just just letting them hear you? Hold on. Oh, let's pause. Because dead air is the greatest thing for a podcast. Hold on. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this is going well. Wait, wait, hold on. Cutting this into a promo <laughs> is going to be really easy. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Am I making your life difficult? Isn't that what I do? Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been fun. Um, what would be better than just talking to them? Hmm. Do you think? What might like be better than a podcast? 
must be better than a podcast. Better than a podcast. <sighs> Are you trying to like stump me over here? I mean, I've I've spilled stuff all over myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm not in best form. Hey, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we are making. Wait. Ready? Ready for wait, it? Ready wait, for what? it? What? 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 Huh? 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 Here we go. <laughs> wait. Trek off the motion picture. <laughs> trek off the motion picture <laughs> we are going to put this into production we can't tell you more about it yet but if you go to trekoffmovie.com you will see the beginning of what is going to be our indiegogo campaign to basically bring you what you've been hearing and show it to you and i can't tell you more why can't you just say in technicolor in technic color i love that in technicolor in hd technicolor 3d except it's 2d and there are no glasses it's amazing it's amazing it's amazing so what i want you to do right now listen so 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 this is this is the bottom line we're going to be talking a lot more about it but what i would like you right now as you're listening to do to go to trekoffmovie.com and here's basically the deal and then we're going to get into the whole star trek star wars thing going on oh my goodness but um but you mean how you made me a liar but please continue um so so go to trekoffmovie.com here's the cool thing not only is the is they're going to be a trek off the motion picture but you have the opportunity to one just by donating a little bit to the campaign you're going to be able to get one episode of trek off that will never be released we will never release it. It will never go on our feed. It will never be released to the public. And that's for like, what? That was for like 10 bucks. Um, I don't have it all memorized, but like, like, like as you go on, we're going to be recording three regular episodes that for not very much money, you can, you can get three episodes of Trek off that will never be released. And they will go right to you as soon as they're recorded. Um, and as soon as the campaign's done, boom, one, two, three, three hours of entertainment right there about there about, you know, three normal episodes, but it'll never go out to anyone. But you for donating people who donate, I mean, it'll go out to the other people who donate. Um, <laughs> and then and then at, the and then at a higher tier, we're going to do we're going to we're going to start the conversation tonight. Um, but we're going to do a review of all six Star Wars movies. We're going to go through all of them in what we are calling the Trek off. Star Wars Megasode, <laughs> and that was a great word. And it will never, it will be, it will be released. We're going to put a link up, and you'll be able to 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 download it for a certain amount of time, and then it will be deleted. It will be gone, and there will not be another opportunity to have it. So, along with that, um, for not very much, actually, you can actually get in this film. We will, just like with the Ninjas movies, be pushing for international distribution. Um, uh, we have thousands of downloads every month um, for Geeks Radio across the world, um, and now the movie, and you will be able to be in the movie, your face talking in the movie, and basically a, a do-it-yourself, you saying, trek off bitches, and be able to be there for all time, for posterity, in a feature-length motion picture. Um, and it goes on and on and on all the way up to being able to like give a shout out like the next tier up after that you get to like say hi my name is such and such from such so and so and trek off bitches and then you can have a little message like 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 hi mom or whatever you want it to be you can like all of that all the way up to and including being an executive producer on the film all of these things are available um it's all there at trekoffmovie.com and uh, we'll be talking more about our Indiegogo campaign but this is uh, this is big the trek off the motion picture it's going to be done in 2013 it's going to be hilarious it's going to be like no star trek picture that you've seen before 
um, it's it's pretty cool and fun. So uh, especially for fans, you're it's it's for you guys, and you're gonna dig it. So that is the biggest announcement in the history of Trek Off. That's freaking nuts, dude. That's nuts, isn't That's it? Fucking nuts. We tell me, all right. So without going into, we can't into detail. In if you weren't on this show, if it's like if you weren't on Trek Off, and you saw the movie that we have described making, and we can't go into details. Would you not want to watch? Like, is that not like a movie that you would go, "Oh, dude, I totally got to watch that." Definitely. Like, it's 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 different enough that it it sort of stands out from the other Star Trek related movies that have been related that have been, <laughs> that have been related to wait, each other have been related to that are relations except for the stepson that, like, that nobody likes. that nobody likes the but but other than that yes, yes. um wait what were we talking i about? am a stepson <laughs> it's okay for me to make fun of stepsons <laughs> i have a stepmother don't get all upset um i love how you qualify <laughs> these things it's like it's like the best thing ever Plus, like the chance to like have like extra episodes, like I oh totally like I'm a big I'm a big listener to the to a podcast called Now Playing, and they're like it's one of my favorite shows. And every once in a while, they have our donation drive, and that donation drive is like you get like three extra episodes of like of talking about movies that that they will never release again, and it's kind of cool. I do it one because it's like it's a way to support them. Not just it's not like I'm paying for those episodes I'm getting right. because but like they give me hours and hours and hours of free entertainment so I like supporting them but then like I feel kind of you get a bonus yeah when right? I get when I get yeah. like the little email going here's your bonus link I'm like <laughs> I get to listen to like your exorcist reviews and so anyway but yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> so um so yeah we are definitely going to make the movie that we would want to see and we're hoping that's the movie that you would want to see and we can't make it without you um our Not even remotely. Our initial goal is just to pull in twenty five hundred, which we should probably be able to do. And then, and and once we get there, we might try and see if we can like raise more to like get like a like you know spruce it up. Yeah, like look, someone gives you know? us a million dollars, we're gonna track down William Shatner and we're gonna talk to him. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we're gonna get that guy <laughs> on board. Totally stop. He will cost a million dollars. So <laughs> without that, um, who li- who listens? Who's who's out there? Who listens as a who's like has a million bill gates our, li- our favorite <laughs> listener william <laughs> jefferson clinton gates <laughs> you know you, you i know, know you You know who you are you know who you are bill <laughs> i'm just 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 joking about the william jefferson clinton part pretty funny though huh bill can i have a million dollars it's nothing to you i mean it's in your pocket right now you have a million dollars in your it's pocket it's like a nickel or something like, yeah. for you it's like you know it's like, no biggie <laughs> yeah just bill gates if you know bill gates and then i could and then i could touch william shatner and you could watch william Wait, that's jefferson phrasing <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Star Trek. Um, well, you know, you know, I couldn't let it go without yeah. some really dirty sexual reference. I'm sorry. It's awesome. No, no, you went you went balls deep with that one. It was amazing. <laughs> you know, I did. <laughs> um, uh, Star Trek. You want to talk about Star Trek or Star Wars, Alexia? Uh, you know, I I don't know. You're driving this train, man. Let's just talk about both. When I saw the movie or the trailer for the movie Malcolm X, which I did love the movie. The end of the trailer had this line. That's too much power for one man to have. This week or last week, it was released that J.J. Abrams will be directing Star Wars Episode 7. It was then subsequently released that he will continue to, at the very least, executive produce Star Trek 3. Which means for a period of time, both Star Wars and Star Trek will be in the hands of the same 
person. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But this is not the first time we've talked about this. Okay. And the first time that not my we've fault. talked about this. Not my fault. I'm pretty sure. You know, you know, I'm not pretty sure. I'm absolutely not certain. Not my fault. That what you said to me was. I feel like Han Solo in, a, in, in The very, Empire Strikes Back. It's not very, my fault. In a very Justin-y, know-it-all-y, but like I believe you because it's like like stuff that you, that I trust you to know. Like like if you say that Voyager is good, like I know that's not Sorry. true. But, <laughs> but when you say, no, 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 that's, I know there are rumors out there, but, but he said no. And he doesn't, he likes it too much. So he doesn't want to fuck it up and just be a fanboy about it or whatever. Like, I don't remember exactly what you said. No, that's but, pretty much. That's what I said. Right. But what I remember, right. And then, and so today, this very fucking day before I got here, I'm standing in a GameStop and some fucking joker says to me, he's like, so, because because Star Trek came up because you know that always happens when I'm out. I think I saw. Oh, I think I saw a poster for the game, and I was like, ooh, 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 should we, should we, should we, should we, should we reserve the game? You know, Mister A's like, no, you know it's gonna suck. I'm like, no, shh. Yeah, that last one, whatever is Star Trek ADR or whatever it's called, was terrible. I just I want, but I want it to be good, right? Like, and it's and it's based on the the new franchise. Yeah, the game is like totally. that they're that they're talking about. So like that's that you could reserve. Oh, the but, one where you get to play as Kirk and Sp- yeah, no, yes. that one looks amazing actually. But but, but I don't know, like some of the stuff I've read about it, I'm like, oh, that's a little hokey. I don't know how I feel, but like at the same time, like my heart of hearts, I'm like, this needs to be good. I need to reserve it, and it needs to be awesome, right? And he's like, it's not gonna be, and so that led to us talking to GameStop guy. Who I do not know his name, but GameStop guy. That was his name. Ironically, he ironically, ended up working for GameStop. It was so weird. But he's like, so how do you feel about J.J. Abrams? You know, how he's going to. And I was like, that's not going to. Like, with complete fucking authority, because I trusted you to know some shit. I'm like, no, no. I mean, it's like, if he's like a fanboy. He doesn't want to screw it up. Like, I know J.J. personally, because we're pals, right? Like, I'm setting this motherfucker straight. I'm like, dude aren't you cute listening to the rumors but i know i've got the inside line i know all about it oh here we go you know so i'm like i'm all talking to him like i can't no i can't i can't ever go back there because i said it with with such authority well if it makes you feel better like half of the gamestop stores are closing so you know it'll probably close pretty no it won't because it's in a mall it's safe it's in a busy mall but regardless so now i'm sitting here telling this guy what the what is i'm like no dude that would be like me making a star trek movie i love it so much i'd probably fuck it up i'd be too busy going oh star trek that it would be like bad how would you be going (laughs) you do a little softer like but low voice like kathleen turner go well, you know, I was I was with you until like Kathleen Turner. Early Kathleen Turner. That's like that's like too much pressure, man. That's Jesse, Kathleen Turner. Jessica Rabbit. Not now Kathleen Turner. Hello. <laughs> like now she's Don't make fun of her. I love her. Now she's Dr. Claw. Why are you so mean sometimes? <laughs> I'll get you next time, Gadget. Stop your hating. <laughs> um, okay, listen. It does suck when someone lies to you. It does, doesn't it, Justin? It does suck. And then they make you a liar, a person who prides I know. himself on honesty. Uh, and believe me, I know how you feel. because I don't think you do, Justin. No. <laughs> well, maybe you should talk to your best friend, JJ. JJ and me aren't pals. He was your best fucking friend. You're the one who told me what, what was it. I was like, oh, of course. I mean, well, we're not he's best besties friends. with JJ. We're of not course besties he's going to tell me the truth. We're not besties anymore. All right? We're not. 
So this is this is for a fight, and like you guys are like on the outs now. I I don't know how it's gonna go, but uh, I was hoping that that we could maybe have lunch and you know call me. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, he did. He came he came straight out and said and said, listen, um. I don't want to do it. I'm too big of a fan. And then the new head of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, backed a truck full of money up to his house. <laughs> like literally, like he was there when it happened. He woke up in the it morning. It was like this big truck of money. And you're like, well, <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> he's waking up, rubbing his bespectacled eyes because he sleeps with the glasses on, I'm sure. Of course. Like, I mean, who oh, knows that? What is happening? Goodness gracious. What is this money? He's swimming around like he's Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> nice. Oh, Bogota. It's yeah, yeah. And he's like, guess what? Just kidding. Um, yeah, he backtracked like he's Lance fucking Armstrong on that. He is Whoa. but I'm look, I and I'll say this. I really like Star Trek. I, I really do. like the new Star Trek. I do. Um I liked Super Eight. Do you see Super Eight? Yeah, no, I loved it. Here's my only problem with Super Eight. The looks a lot like Star Trek. Like JJ made Star Trek. It had the lens flares. It had yeah. the blue filter. You know when the when the lever of light sh- it wasn't just a lens flare. It was kind of that blue lens flare. Mm-hmm. You know it had a lot of it felt like like because because Mission Impossible three didn't feel like that. But okay. then he made Star Trek, and then and then he after Star Trek he made Super Eight and Super Eight felt like Star Trek. Like he goes, ah, I found my signature style. Mm-hmm. My fear is this: I don't want Star Star Wars to feel the same as like Star a J.J. Abrams yeah. movie. I don't want it to. I want it to be invisible that he's making it. I want it to be a well-made, competently made movie that is not made in a particular style. Except that what I want him to do is I want him to watch the originals. Yeah, I want him to watch the prequels because, like it or not, it has to fit in the same universe as all six films and then make the best possible amalgam of that in a cohesive and tight and entertaining and exciting and emotionally engaging story. That's what I want. I want to laugh. I want to be excited by incredible action, which I know he can do. I know he can pull it off. I want there to be moments of, of terror. I want there to be in terms of heartbreak. There's some heartbreak in the originals and maybe heartbreak at the very very end of a trilogy but i want i don't want hopelessness i don't want i don't want to watch you know i don't tatooine imploding you know what i mean like like i don't want everything to have to go to shit i want it to be fun it's different it was never meant to be as emotionally intense as star trek um Except that in the in the prequels they try that, especially in episodes two and three. And I I want it to, I want it to belong. Okay. I would rather this is going out on a limb. I don't even know if I believe what I'm saying right now. But well, then before you finish yeah, what but, you're going to okay, say, yeah. because I want to I want to I want to be sure that I'm that I'm understanding everything that you're saying. Um, so you want him to basically, uh, do a movie. Um, and have it fit everything that's out there and have nothing that's personally identifiable as his to it. As his visual as style. As his visual style to it. Um, and and like be kick ass and be awesome and be Star Warsy and and a bunch of other really great things that I think you said. And and I guess my, my response to that um, would be 
I want to I want to win the mega millions, you know. I know. That's I know. Fucking that's, bad. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing, right? Is that that's, like, I just say this like, is my fear. Like, this is what like all the shit that you just said. There's no fucking way any of that with happens. him. I think I fear that you might be right. There are a couple of directors that I was kind of confident about. The first was David Yates. Um, David Yates is the guy who directed the last few Harry Potter movies. Now, now with whatever problems you might have had with the movies and yes he does need to learn to trim and yes i do think there are some problems with the choices that he made but in they the last have one a, there, there's a distinctness about the style like that's the that's the here's point the behind thing, a fucking director Here, almost but you know? here's but here's the thing yes like there, that's kind of what you're hiring there is a distinctness behind the style and yet it feels very very related to alfonso Cuarón's style in in the third Harry Potter, it's that had some relation. He used some exact shots from the first two to bring up your emotional attachment to those. It doesn't feel terribly separate to the fourth to um, to Goblet of Fire. They're well-made films, and yes, they do. They're a little grittier. They have, but it doesn't feel like we've taken a left turn. I, see, I'm not even certain that I agree with you. Strangely enough, that um, that five, six, and seven, and seven part two don't feel you feel like they visually look like a left turn from three and four not one and two because those are okay. chris columbus but one and two are chris columbus and then three took a left turn from that yes it did a left turn that i liked you would um but but <clears throat> what he would but whatever it was when david yates took over i feel like he said i'm gonna do it in the same style but i'm gonna do it well and he, I think he did a great job. I think he handled the action well until the end of the seventh and uh, the end of the final movie, which I feel like was a problem. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that, um, that the, the better way to go, right? Like, cause I think asking a director to not bring themselves to the vision yeah. is, is like asking an actor not to act. To some extent. Sure. Like, it's like, so but now, I, but, you know what I mean? I'm just like, it's, it's, it's you know asking actor, a pretty big thing. And I feel like what would make more sense to do would be to not, uh, you know, as unpopular as this may make me, to not choose J.J. Abrams, like whom I think is a fine director. Which I would have thought, actually, um, that's, that's. I, I think, or, or even who you're talking about, I think the correct choice um, would be to find a director who, who fits Lucas's uh, like flavor the flavor that's already there that's more in line with it so instead of saying hey be a director of something that's not at all yours and then don't bring any of yourself to it well I'm not saying well, don't I'm bring, saying, any don't any bring of a lot of yourself bring something you well, no, okay so don't, I, th I you know think you I mean? can bring like, your, I think you can bring your storytelling ability and I think you can bring your your you I'm know saying, what like, matters to you but I think that I think okay let me give you another example the other guy wanted Brad Bird directed Mission Impossible 4 this is the ghost protocol. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an expertly made film. Yeah, you, you were. Um, I thought it was really well. <laughs> I thought it was really well done. I thought it was fine until the end. Um, in fairness. Yeah. Okay. So, so I thought it was really well done. Um, and I think that it, it like, uh, there was nothing in it that made me go, this is so Brad Bird of this film. Um, there, there are movies I've seen where I can, where, where I like, there are directors who are auteurs, right? Like, uh, like Christopher Nolan, all of his films look like and feel like yeah, the, like you know you're watching a to the Christopher point, Nolan film to the point where I now feel like he's kind of aping himself. I feel like now he steps into a film and go, I'm going to make another Christopher Nolan film. <laughs> Christopher Nolan. Like, like it really, it really feels like after it feels like like he he made um, what's the the he the magic one, 
Um, the Prestige. You're really going to have to give me a okay. little bit more to go on. Than he that. made The Prestige <laughs> and all of a sudden everything was kind of stark and very blue. And, you know, and then Inception. Inception feels like The Dark Knight, which feels like The Dark Knight Rises, which feels like The Prestige. It all sort of is stark and it's it's very Nolan-y. Whereas, whereas if I can go back to Memento and go, that doesn't feel like those films. But he's now goes, I make this kind of film and it looks like this. And that's fine. He can do it. And they're good. I don't have a problem with them, with the exception of half of The Dark Knight Rises. But that's more of a story issue. Um, I think that I think the problem is when you get a director like that, I didn't want Christopher Nolan to direct Star Wars. Like, I don't. Yeah. I didn't want it to be a Christopher Nolan film. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like the 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 thing with with Star Wars is. um. And I and I think I felt this way a little bit about Star Trek, but because they were rebooting it, yeah. it was like, listen, and I, I want to set the reset button here. And it was like, okay, so you're going a different way with it. So it's like I'm more forgiving of you being like, and I don't this is what like, my world looks like. And that's right? my, my version. And that's, and that's my yeah. That's, um, that's but my I thing. don't want that for Star Wars. Yeah, I don't want because it's not supposed to be that. It's it's supposed to be sequels. Yeah, it's supposed to be in so the it, same so world. So theoretically, to- it should it should like you should be able to watch four five and six and then follow up and have that shit make sense yeah and 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 um, visually and, and emotionally and, and granted lucas didn't even do that when he made the prequels he didn't but like i i guess i feel like you're you're gonna have less of a shot of doing that when a, you get some big name like jj abrams or christopher nolan well like, and that's the I, thing i don't know why you had to get a that's big what i'm saying name that's my star point wars like is star wars is big but then i guess it's like if you're if you're the person sort of in charge like i guess the the worry at that point is like how do i trust somebody without well, well, a name you know what at, i mean let's look at what like, let's look at what joss whedon did with there. the avengers what joss whedon did with the avengers yes the script is very whedon oh very it's it's very much a what joss whedon oh, yeah. script mm-hmm. um and if you know joss whedon you recognize that's a joss whedon script the rest of yeah. the world didn't feel like it was so different than iron man the rest of the world who aren't joss whedon fans felt like it perfectly fit with iron man and visually while while brighter and more colorful than the Iron Man movies, it still felt it did not feel like this is the Avengers reboot. No, it, it yeah, felt, you're it right. felt very much. Marvel has done a great job of 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 a feeling of continuity between the films. Well, and the thing is, yeah, because the the what but what you have there is that you have the ability to have sort of each film have its own flavor because they aren't existing with each other yet. Well, and I, right? but, but like, so I, it's, I don't, it's I don't setting, mind. I'm just saying it's setting a scene, right? Like, like very, I, I would say that, you know, Iron Man looks very different from Thor. Sure. You know what I mean? But at like times, but I, believe they I believe that they, but that's the thing. They're in the same universe, but they're not in the same world. Well, and that's the Do thing. You know what I mean? Star Wars can visit many different worlds and, and watching the Empire Strikes Back when I see them on Hoth, it looks nothing like any Star Wars I saw before. It doesn't look like anything in A New Hope. Um, but when I get on the Star Destroyer, it looks like the Death Star. Yeah. When they visit something familiar, like as different as the prequels were, when they got to the moisture farm on Tatooine, it looked like the moisture farm on Tatooine. It wasn't the moisture farm on Tatooine with lens flares. You know, <laughs> there wasn't the need to. Now, I, I'll, I will grant and my, you know, my, my uncle said this, go, go. What happened in the prequels that suddenly cameras can pull back and show giant landscapes? That they couldn't do in yeah. the originals, you know, like like he 
he kept pulling back to say, look what I can do. There's shot, <laughs> shot after shot after shot after shot. Look what I can do now that I couldn't do then. That, that, that made it feel like it didn't fit in the same universe. So I, I get there's still a familiarity as different as the prequels are. There's a familiarity to them that still feels enough like Star Wars that I'm into it. And my fear is I already had a fear with Lucas stepping back, but choosing someone who is so... Who has created such a distinctive style at this point. Yeah, because specifically of Star Trek and its pre and its sequel yeah. and Super 8, that's what scares me, is in Super 8, there are lens flares in places they didn't belong. Well, but... I, like there, there, were, there were some other problems with, with Super 8 that, but they, I, but that they, I saw. But, but like, they, they can those can be story problems. And, yeah. and, and my fear is he's also going to bring on those same guys who wrote Lost and wrote, you know, who are good guys. I, lo- I like what they've done with Star Trek. I get, I'm with them on the new Star Trek world. But it was supposed to be new. It was supposed yeah. to be for people like me where I have fond memories of the original series, but I can't watch it because it doesn't. Because there's something wrong in your fucking brain. Please be, continue. Because <laughs> because my brain can't get past the, you know, that the fat. It's like watching theater. There are times where where when you watch theater, if you watch black, black box theater and you watch people wearing black in a black box theater, you're supposed to imagine everything they're saying. There are two guys. You're supposed to imagine all of the setting, all of the you know, yeah, costuming. You're supposed to fill in the blanks. Right. And, and I Star Trek, the, the, the original series forces me to do that. Like when I do that, they get down. Dear to, God. I know. They ask you to use your imagination. Oh my fucking god! Well, that's the thing. That's I got just terrible. You I got. Know what? I right. got so spoiled by yeah. by the the Star Trek that. But the thing they is, do it for you. The no, Star, why listen, should you have to do oh anything? The, <laughs> the Star Trek that I love. The Star Trek that I love is the next I'm gen. I'm sorry that your imagination died. No, really, I have. It's the next gen. It's the next gen era Star Trek, and the acting style, the writing style, and the sets and the filming style is all. There's a uniformity to it. A uniformity that Joss Whedon actually mocks in Firefly. That whenever he, whenever he goes on to a, um, what's the, the Alliance ships, he always shoots with, uh, he always shoots with tripods and with dolly shots and the way they shot Star Trek. <laughs> Whatever they're on Alliance ships to make it feel monolithic and big and yeah. different than, you than, know. Than our little folks yeah. on the, on the, uh, on the Serenity. Yeah. And, and, and the, I, I just fear. No, I, 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 I fear what you fear. I don't want like, it to I'm, remind me of Star Trek. No, I, I don't either. But 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 beyond that, I, I don't, like there being two different things. And yes, I because because they each have their strengths. Yes. Um, and the thing is, is this this Star Trek reboot, as much as I love it, is is very different. Like the um, the I guess the focus is very different. Sometimes. I I mean, like, if you were to st- take a step back and look at it as sure. a whole, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's very different. It's intense. And, and, it's, and it's intense It's intense. All the everything time. is ratcheted. Yeah, exactly. Everything is ratcheted up to well, 11. We, we, talked you know about, what I mean? we, we talked about how, like, nobody can walk down the hall. The yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone like, stuff like run. that. Like, it's, and it's, and while I still like it and it's exciting and, and it's fun, right? Like, there are aspects that currently I'm missing, right? That, like, my introspection people i miss yes. look i miss people sitting around t- talking i always loved star trek when they were sitting at a table talking about intergalactic politics oh me too i, I fucking like, dug that shit like you know it what I'm felt saying? it felt big i always yes like it felt like like right now it feels like this small ship this one ship out there adventuring which is very cool don't get me wrong it's it's not that it isn't but it doesn't 
feels so much like that like it's a part of this other like like they aren't really able to just do whatever the fuck they want right like they have people to answer to yeah and like they have things there are consequences um that affect the whole federation yeah based on what they decide to do um and then when that's why when kirk does some fucked up shit it's like dude dude you can't do that he's like fuck you i can too i'm kirk you know what i mean like but that's missing it's a very different kind of story and that's okay. Like it's, it, it's the stakes are still high for everyone yeah. and stakes are huge for the Federation, but there's not the, I, I, I you're missing that background sort of stuff. Well, I feel like you're, you you're missing, you're missing the, 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 the aspects of it that can sometimes be like a political thriller. Like the, yes, that, that's, but the, I find that shit intriguing. Me like too. I, and I always liked the balance, right? It was like, sometimes it was action, but sometimes, you know, it was it's like, why my, my favorite original series movie is star Trek six. Is because yes, because all the political ramifications. There, there's of what's the going political on. ramifications. The the watching watching the the Klingons. The tension when the Klingons are sitting at the table. Oh with yeah. The, the the you know what's going back on you know dealing with the racism and the the people moving on and the you know and yet the stakes are still high. The action still and the good. action is still good. Yeah. You know, yes. it's, it's the perfect balance. It's like there's a mystery within that film. Like who you who killed the Klingon ambassador? There's mm-hmm. there's action. There's a little bit of comedy. There's you know there's like everything. Like it's and it's an all in a beautiful lovely yeah. neat little package it's yeah and what i'm saying is like that that stuff's missing in- i'll be honest i think i like star trek 6 more than star trek 2 i feel like i feel like jj abrams mm. loves star trek 2 and he was like what if star trek 2 had even better battles and that's what he wants to make he wants what if star trek 2 like that's what he made like structurally that they've been trying to make star trek 2 since star trek generations with the exception of first contact Star Trek Generations, one person is really, really angry and is going to take their revenge. And then generation and first contact was something totally different. That's why it's the most successful. And Star Trek Insurrection <laughs> is about one guy and his crew who are going to take their revenge. And then you have Star Trek Nemesis, where there's one guy mm-hmm. on a ship and he's going to take his revenge. Stop and then it. you had Star Trek, the new one, which is one guy on a big ship. He's going to take revenge. And now that I see... This the trailer for Star Trek into Dar- Darkness. It's a guy. He's gonna take revenge. <laughs> and I'm like, I I, I want to go back and go. What about Star Trek Six, where there are a bunch of people, none of them trust each other. They've there is a guy, General Chang, but he's working with a bunch of people, and it's got ramifications, yeah. and there are reasons why, and there are there like that's it's bigger than one dude. Yeah, you know, and this and and I would say the last five Star Trek movies, with the exception of First Contact, um, have all been. About this guy who's going to get revenge. I mean, but I liked those movies. I liked them, too. um, With the exception of Insurrection and Nemesis is Nemesis. And it's, you know, (laughs) here's the thing about I like Nemesis better than Insurrection. I think Insurrection, Uh, I think Insurrection's got real. But I like, but Nemesis is so problemed. It's just like. I would like lemon lemonsis. Lemonsis. <laughs> I would like lemon sauce. I would like lemonsis. Um, but but it really it's it really there's there's sort of that thing. And what are they trying to do in every movie? This movie is like Wrath of Khan. This movie is like Wrath of Khan. Nemesis. They said it's like Khan. And this last one is like this is like Wrath of Khan. Star Trek Interaction. Would you stop it? That's it's, not even true. It's so true because no, what, because I don't believe the things you say anymore about stuff. okay (laughs) are you telling me that 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 i don't remember let me just say that i don't remember any marketing that said this is just like con okay 
okay. ne- and Nemesis there was. Oh my god. Nemesis no, was No, I don't believe you. Okay. Y- your credibility's shot, buddy. Shot. Whatever. Um <laughs> I'm just saying that Khan looms large as the Star Trek. That's the kind you want to make. And I feel like there needs to be you know something bigger. Now, now granted, we had a conversation when we did Star Trek versus Star Wars about how they switched places. About how Star the new Star Trek is a lot like Star Wars and the Star Wars prequels were a lot like Star Trek. <laughs> Like I, I guess, yeah. Like, like I, I mean, you said that I think. Like you watch the <laughs> you watch the original Star Wars and you you watch the original Star Wars and you compare that to um you compare that to Star Trek the original series, and the way it worked, and you know and especially Star Trek the Next Generation, and then you turn around and you go you go you go in the two thousands which movie is which movie is about running and gunning and explosions and and fighting and running all the time and which movie is a bunch of people sitting in a senate deciding what's going to happen to you know with a trade federation like it, it Not, okay the, the two started mimicking each other and i kind of would like star trek to maybe slow down a little just a little you know, I, I do want that. I want sort of the, I want to get, what I liked, especially by the time you got to DS9, it felt big. The galaxy felt big. Yeah, it was pretty And big I felt big. like I understood. I felt like it, there could be a CNN for that galaxy. And I go, yeah. ooh, look what's, look what's happening on Bajor today. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Romulus has had something Oh, happen. shit's getting crazy yeah. in Cardassia. Yeah, yeah. You and, you, and, you, and you had the sense of being part of that universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Star Wars is always meant to be like, we go here, we do this crazy stuff, then we go over to this planet, we do some other crazy stuff, then we go over to this planet, we do some crazy stuff, and the movie ends. You know, I and mean, I guess. I just, I, there's, yeah, there's sort of a... Star Wars has always kind of been like a road movie. Yeah. Like, they're always, like, jumping from planet to planet. Yeah. Um, And then some stuff happens there, and it's fun. And it's meant to be a rollicking good time, which does have stakes, but it's... it's it's Yeah, there's certainly stakes. I don't want to say thing. there aren't stakes. But no. It's, yeah, it's a, dif- it's a different feel. Like, it's not about... It's about politics in so much as as war is about politics. Do you know I, what I mean? Like, I, and I don't mind if if the intensity that JJ can bring to the action and the. But there's also the thing is there's also like a layer to Star Wars of philosophy. Yeah, there's a layer of philosophy. You know, there's, and there's a layer of philosophy, and there's a layer of look. There, there, there is a slowness in Star Wars. Sometimes. There really is. Yeah. There's, there's, Do you know what I mean? There's like a, there's so, there's something about it to give it like the 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 breadth of this, yeah. you know, hugeness to it. That 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 that's I feel like it comes from the the fact that there's sort of a philosophical tone to it at times. And I fear that JJ you know? is going to ratchet up the action yeah. and the and, intensity. And, yeah. And I think Star Wars needs to be intense when it needs to be intense. And needs to be, you know, yeah. philosophical when it needs to be philosophical. And it's much action, and there's you a know? ton of action in Empire. The greatest moment of Empire is one guy saying, I am your father. Yeah. Like, no amount of action, no amount of battles, of which there were many. Yep. No, but it was None all, of it hit you the way that did. That did, yeah. The, the greatest heroic moment in the movie, despite lightsaber battles and flights through asteroids and 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 giant wars on ice planets no moment is better than a little midget frog making a ship fly out of a lake you know that's that's and and my fears we're gonna get you know we're gonna get all the battles we're gonna get all the big stuff and 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 we're we're gonna get the emotional intensity we are going to be yeah when we're watching the movie we're gonna be on the edge of our seats oh certainly in a star wars movie i should be on the edge of my seat half the time 
and the other half of the time I should be able to sit back and like like take it in and take it in yes yeah um and I fear I fear that will not happen yeah I fear that I fear it heavily it's going to be intense and and even more so I feel visually because he's not doing the whole trilogy I think I think he's just doing one I think it's a one-off um and he's not even better um like I which is fine though the first three movies uh Star Wars Empire and Jedi are all three different directors you know I want yeah but I wouldn't have known that until you told me and that's what I hope continues to happen. I want to go back and go, that movie was really, really well made. You know what I think the difference that was, is? What? Because I'm going to tell you. What? Wait for it. Yep. They were done in the 80s. Huh, I think there's some <laughs> truth to that. Certainly, <laughs> I'm just saying. Certainly, like, certainly, there really is some truth to that. Harrison Ford would be wearing less eyeliner today. Um, unless he was that guy from Lost. Because that guy doesn't wear any eyeliner. I know he's got really thick eyelashes. He just, but, yeah, he's just ridiculous. Or he like says that. that that's the case. I, I, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give him the benefit of the doubt. I, I do too. But there's this part of me. I know that you guys had that falling out. I know. And now, now you like well, to say, and he says it's his eyelashes. But <laughs> he's but friends with JJ, you know. Yeah, but don't hate, man. Don't don't be angry because you got supplanted by him. I know. I'm really with upset JJ. about it. That's not cool. Um, <laughs> uh, I just look, man. I and it's gonna feel like I'm hating on JJ, and I'm not. No, 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 no. I totally love JJ. So uh, I just like our relationship is fine. So what will what will make me happy? Is if the, well, first of all, I'll be happy either way, but I want to walk out of the movie and I want to go. That was Star Wars. Yeah. And. But, but like, and and that's why I, I don't know. I mean, I just I feel like the the difference with with Star Trek, um, was how how long ago it had been, uh, and the fact that it was a reboot. Like, I think there were a certain level. Uh, there was a certain level of things that I was like, okay, this is going to be different. All I need for him to do is is capture a little of the magic that I want. And he did. And he did. But like Especially I, with casting. Absolutely. And I think that to some extent though, that's because he was able to because he was coming from a place of, okay, this isn't something that, that I that I care so deeply about. You know what I mean? Or that I'm so wrapped up in that I can get kind of caught up. Right. Where he can do all of his homework. He can, you know, dot all his I's and cross all his T's and look at it purely from a I'm going to take these elements because I think this is what sort of solidified that. Like looking at it with a trained eye as a director, you know, this is what made it work. Um, And these are the elements I want to bring into it. This is the stuff I want to represent, like having kind of a plan. You know what I mean? Well, let's say let me say, let me say this about what Star Trek is. The new Star Trek is. Yes, it is primarily an action film. But it is, it's a melodrama. It's melodramatic all the time. Yeah. It's, it's, when it's funny, I mean, it starts off and it, it's a spoiler alert for Star Trek if you haven't seen it. Um, and why are you listening to this podcast if you haven't seen <laughs> if you it? You haven't fucking seen um, it. <laughs> uh, but keep listening. Um, <laughs> but even still, keep listening. Yeah. And by the way, we're making a movie. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the, um, that like like the movie opens with a woman's giving birth while her husband Thor is about to die. Stop it, <laughs> you, know, you know, and and she has to look up at the moment that she's giving birth and realize her husband is gone forever. Then credits, and then a boy is being beaten up 
Just like you, you know, and, and then another boy, he's taking a car and he's about to take it off a cliff. And then someone else is disappointing their father, maybe, as he's deciding to go out on his own because they disrespected his mother. And then someone else gets in a bar brawl and then has to think about his father and will, you know, will he ever be as good as his dad? And then they go, they have to flash forward a few years. And now it's kind of like funny, funny, funny. But then, oh, no, the fleet's been destroyed. Oh, no, we got to go. And now my planet's been destroyed. And now we have to watch from here. And it's just like it's 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 there's a level of like that that what is happening is over the top emotional. All to the point where it's kind of melodramatic, like the fact that the fact I don't have a problem with bad things happening to people. You make fun of me for for not minding it, but but I mind. But uh, I mind a lot. But s- the movie brings us back to a place after they destroy Vulcan, where Spock is kind of into cracking jokes with Kirk again. You know, Spock is Kirk's going, "See, we are getting to know each other." You know, and and slapping him, slapping him on the arm, like, like I I can't believe Spock didn't turn around, Captain. My planet was just destroyed. Right. I just watched my mother die 12 hours ago. Stop. <laughs> you're slapping me in my arm and you're laughing with me now. You insensitive prick. Dude, inappropriate. <laughs> really? Really? You know, I mean, I mean, like when Scotty's going, I love the ship. You mean the ship that just watched a planet implode and an entire population die? Because it should be on people's mind. And it's not. It's 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 all it's really emotional, but it's all superficial to a point. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because it's a rip rollicking ride. It's it's you know, it it, it does its job. But Star Wars is Star Trek was never about the emotion, especially in the movies. You know, I said that the other day when I was like how it's a total rip off that Kirk loses his best friends and then can smile and goes, I feel young. And because it's Patrick Stewart, you oh. you 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 buy it, you know. Because it's who? not Patrick Stewart. Sorry, <laughs> William Shatner. You buy it. You know, Star Trek, especially in the movies, the emotion has often been superficial. Whereas, in I feel in the show, the yeah. emotion is very real. Yeah, they, they, there's more build. There's more time. There's yeah. But but the because of the build of the shows, I would say you have those emotional connections in the movies. You have a there's a, a deepness there that comes just from the history like that those people have with each other like it's just there because they actually have history <laughs> like as yeah. people do you know what i mean but like, but you know what the, the fact is, is that i'm glad they deal later with the death of david in star trek like when he goes all i've never trusted klingons and i never will you know i love that they deal with it in star trek 6 but in star trek 3 david dies and later on it's i have had enough of you they don't really want you to be that bothered by David's death. Yeah. Like five minutes after he dies, they don't want you to think, oh my gosh, Kurt just reconnected with his son last movie and now he's lost him forever. Lost, yeah. They got, you know, like he's falling down. You Klingon bastard, you kill my son. But by like later on, like, yeah, they, he's they basically, right. they build him up enough so yeah. that like you like, can care that he dies. That like, it matters. But like, like seriously, if not my, so much that like you fucking know who this kid is. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my God. If dude. my cat died, I would be more upset than Kirk is about his son like two hours later. Yes. Like, and that's, and, and in the same way, if my cat got died, I would be more upset than Spock is in the new Star Trek movie about his mother and his entire planet dying, dying. Yeah. Like 20 minutes later. 
Like it's yeah. I mean, the difference is too. Like I think to some extent, you know, when you're watching a film, you you just sort of accept you know an accelerated timeline if you will mm-hmm. like on everything you know i remember there was a time in my life when i came to that realization when i was like you know what and all these you know chick flicks they like they have sex on the first date yeah but that happens but like not for me well not for you not in fairy tale land right yeah. like like when when my my perception prior to that right was like this is how true love happens. And you don't you really think that, about that. You meet that special guy and then you fall in love and then you live happily ever after. Yeah. And you don't think about that. And then like later when I grew up, I literally like I had that moment of like realization, like, wait a minute. <laughs> like that all happens pretty fucking fast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Slow down there. Ho, <laughs> oh, 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 hold on. He's <laughs> there, speed racer. <laughs> it's a marathon man not a sprint um but like yeah it's like you sort of as a viewer accept so it's a different cycle and i think that's the problem with not the problem look i don't have a problem with the new star trek i really like it no i really uh, really like it I, i i really like it but by making everything so intense all the time by having to blow up vulcan yeah you know you're going but i'm going to spring back from that I'm going to spring right back from having blown up Vulcan and we'll be okay. You know, and I feel like, like, okay, don't do that with Star Wars. Like, like if you're, if your new Star Trek is going to be melodramatic and there's room for that, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with new Star Trek. There is no other Star Trek. It is the only Star Trek there is. And it is what there is. And I'm really okay with it. I really enjoy it. I'm super looking forward to the new Star Trek. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I don't want the same thing in my Star Wars. No. I, I want like and that's if, that's why guess what I watch Star Wars when I don't watch Star Trek yeah like I don't watch it like if there's a reason I watch both right like because if they were the same I wouldn't fucking have to and it's I? why you it, know? it might be why I was kind of okay with the prequels while they were making next gen movies and while DS9 was all about war and stuff I was like I was like okay I'm okay with Star Wars being a little slower because Star Trek's a little faster but I want I, I want something. Di- I, yeah, I want them to be different from each other. I want them That's to be important. different from each other. And my fear is, is that the, now maybe he'll go the other way. Maybe he truly will try and make maybe. it, you know, but I mean, I really I just I have very me. little faith that that happens because here's what I'm saying. Like he, he's at the end of the day, he's a human being. But he's you know got to know, know. he's got it like the minute he puts in a lens flare that doesn't have to be there. He's got to know that we're going really like he's got to know that does he's, he. Or does he not care? Does he like pissing off the fans? No, I don't think he likes pissing off the fans. I think I'm he saying, likes it a little bit. Do you? I mean, I think, I is that think, why you guys had a falling out? No, I think that he feels that anger with what you've just seen is a valid emotion. And as long as you're emotionally engaged, then he's okay that you'll keep watching. Sure, but I, I, you know, what occurs to me more than like, haha, fuck you, lens flare. Um, if coming from him, it would be just like I said, he's a human being, and and admitted, admittedly a fan, um, of the Star Wars. Um, I could see being you know really caught up in it, and just excited that you're doing this, and and not being able to help yourself from putting your mark on it. Do you well, know and what that's I mean? the thing is, I is I hope he resists. Like, that cause I could, and that's and that's a very human thing, and I totally would understand. And that's but thing, I don't want it. You know what I mean? Like at the same time, I want him to be a real professional about it and be like, you know what? My job is not to put my mark on this. Correct. My job, my job is to do a great 
job. My, yeah, exactly. Making, my job is to make it seem as though you like if, if someone told you that this movie was done by me and that and that it had nothing, you know, Lucas had like nothing to do with it and that, you know, all this stuff. And like you saw it with the other stuff, like somebody told you they'd be like, they'd be like, you lying. You're lying. The, I wanted like, to, yeah, you know what I mean? I, I That's wanted, what I would think would be the, the goal. I want it to be that in the future when the, the, when when, you know, when my second child grows up. I go, yeah, and then they switched the entire creative team, like after Jedi. They're like, nah. Or they're like, oh, okay. Like, I don't care who the creative team behind the Bond films are. You know, I feel like every era has its era, and some of the films are good and some of the films are bad, but every era has its era. And I feel like the Daniel Craig films feel a certain way. Yes, together, like yes. with each other. But they've totally different. But they've got a very totally different, they've got their own something that makes it different than Pierce Brosnan that yes. makes it different than and this is what's great the guy who you know, made the, the guy who made uh, Martin Campbell who made uh, Casino Royale also made GoldenEye and he made Casino Royale totally different than GoldenEye oh my gosh yeah completely different from GoldenEye a totally different feel oh my gosh yeah see same like guy. right now I'm totally fucking surprised by that I'm like nah he knew his job he was and like because I don't believe you anymore yeah. I, I don't believe you and then here's <laughs> the thing I know you haven't seen Skyfall yet but oh, Sam really Sam Mendez does some different stuff with Skyfall he puts his mark on Skyfall yet I feel like it fits right in I don't feel like it totally mm. left turns and suddenly he is making something so different he actually made the best one I don't know. I, I, I'll need to see it to see if I agree with yeah. you. My guess is that I don't. A lot of people think. <laughs> My guess is that I'm probably I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm probably not going to agree with you. But I might this time. You never know. Yeah. You know, people <laughs> there. There are a lot of people who don't agree with me. A lot of people go Casino Royale is better than this, but they definitely go top five. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's it's still good. Yeah. Right. But like. But a lot of people are saying the best one. But being I, I, I am more impressed. Um by by Goldeneye and Casino Royale being the same the same director the same director yeah that I am by what you just said about Skyfall well and that's like, the thing is that that's is that the thing are... to me like as from like as an artist from an artistic standpoint right like to me the actors that I that I really kind of hold up as like wow like where I there's nothing about like I can look at two separate performances and like Aside from the, the the you know sort of base facts that they are clearly the same person visually, right? Like I'm not an idiot. I know that that's the same person. Yeah. But like aside from that, they are completely different. Totally. There is nothing that they're like bringing of themselves sort of to each role that that it's like. I mean, yeah, you know, every time, you know, he's got that something. Like no, it's when I when I'm like, wow. Like that's fucking nuts. Like, or where I question it, where I go, is that? And then like it takes me twenty minutes to go. When, when that you, really is holy fuck. When you see when you see Ray Fiennes in Schindler's List, and then you see him as Voldemort, and then you see him as Skyfall, which you haven't, but but you see him in it. Then you see him in um, what's the movie that opened ne next to Nemesis, the one with Jennifer Lopez? Um, <laughs> the one with Jennifer Lopez. Are yeah. you being serious right now? What's the one? The, the the one where she was like a a maid. Yeah, maid in Maid Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> when you see him in Maid Manhattan, and then you see him as Voldemort. You're yeah. Like, that's... I mean, I was thinking more. I mean, yes. There's a guy to be who. Clear, but that, you, I'm saying, you would almost not believe that that's the same. Yeah, but in those, guy. there's a lot of different 
uh, visual cues. A lot, I'm not. I'm not trying to take anything away from Zach. Yeah, I absolutely um, am a big fine. Fan then take him as Red Dragon, and him in Made in Manhattan, which came out like one after the oh, other. I haven't seen Red Dragon. All right, so which sucks. But like you know, uh, you remember the Brothers Grimm? Yes. Like it took me a while. Like when I saw Matt Damon, I was like. And that's Matt Damon. Well, let's right? take it. Let's take it the other way. Let's take but, Heath, Heath but, Ledger. But, and the, but and when I saw Heath, it took me a while to realize that was Heath Ledger. That's my point, right? And this is before Heath Ledger blew up and be, you know was the Joker, and it was like this huge thing. But like, it took me a while. And well, look at him as the Joker, and you can't believe that that's a guy from a Knight's Tale. Nope. Like that's so. But you. But I'm saying even even with something that's that's very similar. Like you look at Grimm. And you look at him in in Knight's Tale, and like physically, like like his physical personage isn't like hugely disparate, right? Well, let, let me go back but, to Bond, but for at the a same second. time, me, you're like, whoa, that's. Let me the go back to Bond guy. for a second, though. Holy Have shit. you you you've seen uh, Quantum of Solace, right? Yes. Quantum of Solace is supposed to follow directly after Casino Royale. Like it's about his revenge about what happened to Vesper in in Casino Royale. That's what the plot of Quantum of Solace is. He gets in all the trouble because he's trying to find the people responsible for killing Vesper. In Casino Royale. Okay. Quantum of Solace, that director wanted to make his mark and also wanted to seem like the Bourne movies. And shake a cam and, you know, it's, <laughs> and, and, and shots of bulls racing and like just tried to totally do his own thing. And it didn't work. It didn't feel like it followed Casino Royale. I did not emotionally track with that film. Whereas Skyfall has no, no direct connection to the films before it. And despite that, it feels right in line with Casino Royale. And yet sometimes it's very, very different. But I don't feel like I have to make a jump. I feel don't feel like suddenly like this is not a Bond film. This is not right. This is wrong. And I don't want that. I want a director who can come in, make his mark if he needs to, but be professional about it and go, you know what? This film, before it's a J.J. Abrams film, it must be a Star Wars film. Or a Star Trek, it was a J.J. Abrams film first. And then it was a Star Trek film. But first, he's going to make his J.J. Abrams film. And then it's going to be Star Trek as interpreted by J.J. Abrams. Yeah. As, which is different than J.J. Abrams. It's like Abrams. through a filter. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I don't want it to be like that. I want it to Agreed. be I want to be Star Wars as made by excellent filmmaker J.J. Abrams, not interpreted through the filter of J.J. Abrams. Abrams. Yep. And I think that's... I think that's a tall order, man. I think that's unlikely. Like I said, I want I want him in the McNeil. But he might respect he might respect it enough. He might he might go. I mean, I, I'm not trying to question his respect. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, the, there's a human element here. I don't mean right? re, I don't mean respect in terms of respect, disrespect, or disrespect to me. I mean, he might respect the source material in the way he does things. He might go. This needs to be like this. He might be the guy who comes in and goes. I need the same props. I need the same costumes. I need the same kind of location. I need this to feel like that. I mean, I hope so. Like, I need continuity. That's, that's a lot. You know what I mean? That's like a lot for him to manage. Like I like I don't I want him to go, I want to make the best possible sandcastle in the Star Wars sandbox. Not I want to rebuild the Star Wars sandbox, make it I, I, I don't want him to bring the Star Wars toys into JJ's sandbox. I want him to bring his sandcastle building ability into the Star Wars sandbox. And I fear it will be the other way around. Hmm. I fear that it, he will try and make it like him, but I have also this hope. That he goes, you know what, I'm going to, I know what my responsibility here is. And hopefully, if he doesn't know, somebody's explained it to him beforehand and go, listen, your responsibility is to bring Star Wars to the next level, which, look, Empire brings Star Wars to the next level. It's a totally different film. 
It's totally different. People behave differently in Empire than they do in Star Wars. Luke is a completely different character. But not because he just wakes up different the next day. A little bit. Nuh-uh. Like some time has passed. Shit some has t- happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just saying like. There, well, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Yeah, you get the sense that between Star Wars and Empire, some stuff happened. That's what I'm saying. And, and, I'm, okay, and I'm okay with that, yeah. right? Like if, if, if there's this. This huge passage of time and, and, and things have shifted in some way and you can explain that to my, you know, to the, I or you just to my satisfaction because you, you, I matter so much. You imply um, it to me. You, yeah, you imply like, it Yeah, like, then that's okay with me. Like, I'm willing to, I'm willing to, to go on a journey that's, that's different. But, but it has to feel like it's in the same world. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, here's the thing. Darth Vader, when he shows up at the beginning of Jedi, he doesn't seem any different like when he shows up on, on, in Star Wars. Nope. They didn't need to reinter, except he's shinier. He's yeah, really, he's a little bit shiny. He's really shiny. In, I mean, in Jedi. He, so he got better servants. Yeah, you know, to fucking like rub his shit down. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> gonna rub one out. Hey, Amazing. you know what? I think it would be awesome to discuss all of the Star Wars films, but we're not gonna do it here. We're gonna do no, it in the Megasode. That's right. We in the Megasode, we can't do it here. We're gonna do it in the Megasode, which you really will want to have when we do it. Um, but we're gonna make a Trek off movie, guys. I know, right? Talk about making a movie. We're going to make a Trekoff movie. It's going to be pretty awesome. It's going to be so cool. So uh, go to Um, If you've been fans, if you've been just sort of staying in the background and, and just listening, please, this is the time. Participate. Participate. Partici- <laughs> participate with your funds if you have it. If you don't have it and you know people who do, get them involved. Get people listening to the podcast. Uh, get it going because this ca- this thing cannot be made. When I say we're going to make it, we're going to make it if if we get the support to make it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we Perhaps want to we make should it. Rephrase. We have the intention of making. <laughs> we it. We want to do it really, really badly. Um, but we also want to do it really, really well. Yeah, I uh, mean, we yeah. don't want to do it really badly. We badly want to do it. Um, wow. <laughs> we really want to make this very badly. Yeah. You and your fucking shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I would like to submit stop twisting my fucking words. Sorry. Dick face. Wow. I think everybody knew what did I meant. Did you call me a dick face? I did. Well, I'm trying to change it up. I like bet. every time I submit now, I feel like there's this pressure. The word like dick I, is always there though. Because I like dick. What? <laughs> Blue digital dick. Well, everybody knows that's my favorite kind. It is. Because I really like the color blue and I really like dick. So. She says, she goes, la, 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 la. Smurfs because they all have blue dicks. Little blue dicks. See, do you know what's interesting? Oh, no. Because I'm not sick and twisted like wow. you. Wow. Is it would never occur to me to think about a Smurf's dick. Really? Yeah, really. <laughs> really? Especially when one's name is Handy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's Smurf, amazing. You know what? I'm saying ne- until now. <laughs> There's just Smurfette, and the next season there are three little Smurf kids. I'm just saying. You keep meeting new Smurfs. <laughs> I'm just saying they smurfed the smurf out of her. <laughs> like they just they just walked up to her. They they, they just like, smurfed hey, her. Hey, want a smurf? Want a smurf? <laughs> smurf you in your smurf. Smurf you right in your smurf. You know what I would? I would like to submit. Smurf you. Smurf me? Yeah. Right in my smurf. Right in your smurf and smurf. Hey, you can smurf my smurf. <laughs> Now I'm really confused. I, yeah. I, there's too many. We're too many Smurfs deep. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> there never be too many Smurfs deep. 
<laughs> All right. Oh my gosh. Uh, my name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. Trek off. Trek off. You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to Geeks radio.com or searching geeks radio on itunes geeks radio is a presentation of endlight entertainment